Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled Intersections. It's part of the World War Cthulhu Cold War series. Matthew Sanderson is our game master, and this is episode 16. I will be doing the recap as Dr. Jason Jacoby. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Notes from the Journal of Dr. Jason Jacoby, Biological Research Scientist. Update 19740212.1254. Summary. Priority one. Section 46 assignment. What the hell is Vahidi and Miriam up to? Priority two. CHQ assignment Vladim Kaz who cares uh, priority three prevent war between the Ichthyandrians and the humans and the possible Soviets and the Americans and, and everyone else forget the priorities Igul the leader of the Daolethians has come to us claiming to have lost something my guess is it has something to do with opening a gate to the dreamlands our only suspect in fact in the theft is Miriam Coach. Miriam has been heavily influenced by H, who she calls Helen. When we saw Miriam in the tower, we also saw Helen there, and she was afraid that we were going to kill her because Daleth said we were the most likely ones to do so. Vahidi Demishi, who is a Yog Sothothian, has constructed a silver key to open a gate to Yog sothoth in an attempt to become a god. And in a similar vein, she has created, now we have learned, that she's created a device for the Ichthyandrians, some sort of summoning device. We don't know what it summons. I assume an army of Ichthyandrians. Vahidi's only competition in becoming a god was Suleiman Ekmechi, and now, thanks to us, he is eliminated. On top of that, Jacob Marsh claims to need a gift worthy of the Ichthyandrian high priest in order to convince him to move the submarine to prevent the Soviets from discovering the Bosporus colony. All of these things are coming together right here, right now. Do the cultists mean to eliminate everyone not aligned with their desire for godhood? Will they start World War III to clean the world of competition? It's madness, and I'm not sure what to do. And I wonder, will we make the right choices? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Thank you very much there, Tom. Yeah, indeed, this is pretty much leading up to the confluence, the uh, collision of all the different factors that you've mentioned. We left last time with um, the group of you up on the roof where uh, Miriam, not Miriam, um, Igel had come to you and said about something had been stolen from her, this box that she mentioned. And after that, uh, Jacoby's been at the Grand Bazaar. Um, Natalia pops out for a short while and 
it's about then, uh, maybe a couple of hours or so pass, when Eamon, I imagine you're making your way back to the, uh, the apartment block, yes? Um, as fast as I can once I wake up, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it that uh, Natalia, Eamon and Jacoby all arrive back at the apartment block within a few minutes of each other so you can all get together. And I think that's where we'll we'll start. Well, depends on what uh, who wants to deliver what bombshell first. Is Igor still there? No, she's gone. Um, she has gone back to the bookstore. So it's just the f uh, five of us. Just the five of you. All right. We all we're all arriving up on the roof. Mm -hmm. Oh, Eamon, Thank goodness. I was afraid <laughs> the way our agents are disappearing uh, that you were gone. It's just an infirmary. I can't. He likes not looking LeBeau in the eyes a little bit. <laughs> First. Oh. <laughs> First like, then he does, and he's like, I apologize, LeBeau. I, I don't know what came over me last night. It wasn't me. It's what Henry said. We let, her, we let him talk. Yeah, no, no I, I get it. That was, that was crazy night. But glad you're all right, though. I'm glad you're okay, and I'm all right. I uh, I have some new information, something rather distressing. Our, I, okay, he's like trying, he's huffing, and he's like, he just starts lighting a cigarette and chain smoking. Um, why don't we all have some Turkish coffee or something while we're sitting here? I need a downer, not an upper. I can't. My heart rate is. I'm in fucking miles a minute. That's a as, very good idea. As you, as you know, <laughs> I. Have, I'm just going to sit there with an ice pack on my head. <laughs> as you know, I have been faced with a, a problem, which is coming up in a few hours when we reach sunset. Uh, I'm trying to convince the Ichthyandrians to move the, the submarine. So I thought, what would be a suitable Alternative gift besides, uh, I'm sorry, Eamon, they, they wanted me to deliver uh, that girl that you rescued. Um, I refuse. Um, but anyways, I thought what would be a, a suitable replacement, and I, I figured gold. They seem to like gold. I went to the bazaar and started searching for gold and found that there was a, a depletion uh, that somebody had been collecting gold ahead of me, quite a bit of it. And it turns out that it is our Miss Vahidi. Uh, and then it struck me that I, I overheard them at that party that uh, she is building for them a pyramid. I saw when, when we needed to call Jacob Marsh, um, the man who I spoke with threw a large uh, tetrahedron-shaped uh, golden object into the water on a chain, a pyramid, and it summoned uh, Jacob Marsh. I assume that whatever Vahidi is building out of gold is designed to do exactly the same thing, to, to, to summon, I don't know what, from the ocean, from the fish people. Um, but I'm wondering what she's up to. And I'm wondering, considering that she also built the silver key that is in Natalia's possession, in order to open up a gate to uh, Yog sothoth 
I'm but if they're, if they're moving freely um, between their their undersea world and the brothel, yes. Why why would why would anyone need to summon them? Well, how do you get a message to them if you need to contact them? I needed to talk to Jacob Marsh, and in order to do that, they summoned him by doing this, and he came. I don't know how it works. It's probably something to do with sound waves in the ocean. I, I don't know that much about oceanography. But uh, in any case, we also have the fact that Eigel's object, we should have asked her more about that, but I have a feeling it's another thing to open or summon something. They were, they were planning on open a gate, opening a gate to get to the dreamlands, to the, the tower. They're going to do it very soon, too. It just seems too much like they're going to open the gate, get their people into that area, and then cause World War III so that Vahidi can ascend and become a god. Does that sound completely insane? It doesn't matter if it's true. It just matters if that's what they're going to try to do. That sounds reasonable. The insane plan might be to blow up the whole city. They might cause World War III. Well, the longer I spend in this city, the more I'm coming to the conclusion that... This, this we should move just, back to the United States. This place just feeds madness. <laughs> I have to say that I've entertained the idea of just getting on an airplane and going back home, too. Find out later what happened. Uh, it's, uh, you, Eamon, you seem really upset about something. What's up? <laughs> I don't know if the fish people are going to be a big thing unless the fish people are the ones are going to summon to take over. Maybe that's who their people are. They don't. Maybe they don't care about humans or only specific humans and a lot of the fish people to protect them. I mean, it sounds like it's all connected. But... That aside, I have, I had an encounter with H last night in my sleep. Did you? Again. It was, he looks over at Bob again. He's like, second time I apologize to you. You weren't speaking to me on the phone last night. I, well, I talked to you directly, didn't I? You talked to, uh, how do I say this? You talked to my body, my, I was a shell or a husk. I was by the tower in the dreamlands and H was there and she sank her, her claws into me. She is not a woman, by the way. She is most, I don't know what gender, if gender even matters, but she's a thing of, she held a flute in her hand. She, she was a wriggling mass of chaos. It, she, she sank her claws, she took over me, she possessed me. She was the one speaking to you through my, my vocal cords. Even though I had the nurse wake you and you walked to the phone and everything? I was there, I was like, it's like I was the car and I was riding in the back of my mind, watching out the front windshield of my eyes, watching this happen and I had no control. I was screaming at you to listen to me. 
Was this the minute that she got from you? No, I never made that deal. She wanted that, but she didn't get it. She, she had her, she had a hook in me from the first time we met. And I don't know if that's the same for anybody else, but she had her hook in me for a long time and she decided to mm, cash in her chips on it. Seems there was something to your premonition after all, Jacoby. But it's, that's not all. She said, when she first sank her claws into me, she said, tell me. Tell me what happened tonight. And I couldn't help it. I told her everything about Ekmechi, everything that happened in the tower, about how we took the key and we killed that faceless ape thing. And, and she just, told she told Miriam. That's how Miriam knew. Yes, she said at the end. Um, and this is why I think we have to stop the Daolathians. Maybe all of them put a bullet in every one of their heads. But she she said to not worry. It'll be over soon. But she goes, I have to deliver a message to Miriam now that they, they can call their God in safety. Nothing will delay them any longer. So H is most definitely working with them. And if H wants it to happen, in my opinion, we probably don't want it to happen. And then he just like takes a huge drag off the rest of his cigarette and probably dashes it out and immediately lights another one. There's... There's something more, though. I don't, I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't think that Igul is, is in on this. Else, why would she come to us telling us that something was missing? Well, then maybe it's Miriam is usurping her. It's Miriam. It's, Mar- it's probably Miriam. The question is, is does Miriam and Vahidi intend on doing something with Daoleth or doing something with Yog Sothoth, if if they're attempting to eliminate the Daolethians, then Igel is in great danger. Don't maybe da- maybe Daoleth is really Yog Sothoth all this time. You think they might be both? <laughs> Who fucking knows at this point? Who cares? <laughs> we should just kill them all. But then there wouldn't be any. Stop- any- <laughs> If we stop those who are going to perform the ritual, then the whole ritual is going to happen. You know, realistically, Eamon has a point. I think, Robert, you've brought it up before as well. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd agree in, uh, in theory, but um, from, a, from a purely strategic point of view, if, if we're going to start um, littering... Uh, Istanbul with with corpses, then um, one of the organizations that we work for, at the very least, is going to want to know why. We got forty six. We got end to protect us. Only if, Hopefully. only if they know we're the ones who did the eliminating. Well, I mean, just for my own sake, I'd like to know why. I mean, I've, I, I've, I've already had to. 
Well, at our last big meeting yesterday, we had said the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And then Natalia said that. I said, why not eliminate all of them and just hope for the best? I agree. We should have we should have taken out Vahidi while we were at the tower last night. Gave her a pass, and I don't know, that could have been a mistake. Now look, I mean, if, well, if you wanted, if that's what you you wanted to do, if you wanted to just go around the world just uh, wiping these things out covertly, then you you should have gone to work for the Vatican instead, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> what makes? I mean, we we are we are tasked we are tasked with maintaining a certain degree of discretion. Mm-hmm. We just had well, that last night. I think that it's one of our mandates as as, as agents of uh, Section 46 to protect the world from these threats. And yeah. Quite so, but we need to know exactly what the nature of the threat is first. Do we? Th- that's my only Helpful. hesitation, is that I think... I mean, if the rest of you are on board and, and that's the plan, I'm with you guys. But I think I'm with, I'm hearing what Mr. Crosskate is saying is that I just don't see, there, there's just an awful lot of speculation that we're doing. And I don't, I don't know if I can handle if we were to find out that we just slaughtered a bunch of innocent people who were just wrong. None of like, them are innocent. Like me, exactly. I mean, I I would very much if if we're going to do this, I would like my debriefing to amount to a lot more than, or well, they looked like wrongans, so we killed them. Yeah, yeah. I, just by the time we find out, it might be too late. I mean, this sounds like they're going to do this calling really soon. Well, Look, it could it could be tonight, especially when they want it to be dark. It could happen, you know. The way that it feels to me is we're, we're stuck in a room. There's a button that will destroy the world in the middle of the room. All of these people are stuck in that same room. Fahidi, Miriam, Igol, uh, uh, the, the fat guy, uh, and the other ones. And uh, the lights are about to go out. You can't know for sure which one of them is going to push the button. I see eliminate them all. But at the same time, we have like the Daelethians, who, as far as everything we've seen so far, they're building a center to save people. It's like a refugee to save themselves. No, they they had that whole huge building. Remember, to they had cots set up, they had bandages set aside. How many members but, of their cult are there? Yeah, but what if they're just saving their own people? What if they just built it for their own people? What if? They're saving the people from their own destruction. Like, they're, they're going to like, here's 1% of the population we're going to save, and we're going to murder everybody else. Actually, I may have an answer to that. What if that citadel was built by Igor? Knowing right, that the but, world... But see, that's my whole point. Wait, I'm not today. But we keep saying, what if? That's, what, that's my point. Okay. Exactly. We need to get out boots on the ground and find out more information. The danger is not from Igel. I don't think that it is. I think the danger is from Miriam and Vahidi. I don't think they have anything to do with that citadel. They're going to destroy everything so that they can become gods. Then let's go talk 
to Maryland. I think Igold built that city. But why do you think that though? That's my whole question. I'm I'm thinking that all of the pieces are in place for that to be the truth. And I'm willing at this point to not take the chance because if we wait to find absolute concrete proof, the button may be pushed already. That's what I say. But we still have the day. We could talk to one of them right now. We could interrogate. We could go pick one up. Mary or I go, or Mary or Vahidi. I see we have can a little find chat. Vahidi. I think Vahidi is the leader. Can we find her again? Postgate? Do we still have the orb that goes right to her? Uh, we grabbed all the, all the balls. Well, the, one of one of the orbs is going to match up with the, the big one you said you saw there. The one that was too big to carry. So, presumably, there is still a way back into the tower. And is there a way, if we leave one of the orbs here and take one with us, we could come right back here? It might be worth yeah, jumping over there right now and seeing if she's there and having us a little chat with her. Just an idea. What if I... No killing, just talking. What if I consulted Dale Leth? Is there time? You have to go to Igul. You have to do the whole ritual. It has to be dark. You have to get all these things, and you have to have the question ready for a yes or no. I guess it would be, is Vahidi going to X, Y, Z? If we kill Vahidi, will this stop what's about to happen? Will it, maybe will it hinder? Because it might not stop anything, but... Maybe it would hinder? That could be my second question. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's do this democratically. Vote. Vote on it. Um, should I go talk to, to Dale F? Well, what's all the options? Well, let's let's vote on each one. Do you think that it would help if I go talk to Dale F? Mm. No? If Unless I goes in on it, then she might turn on. As long as you take someone with you to protect you. It would have been an elaborate hoax to try to get us on her side. That's possible. I have a funny feeling, though, that she's going to find that she no she, longer has the key to open up the key to the, the world to dreams. That's what Miriam stole. Well, we have the silver key, right? That's something that they need. Should you got, should we hunt down Vahidi and hold her at gunpoint and ask her directly what she's up to? Well, I'd prefer a more diplomatic approach. That's fine. You can, oh, I don't know about the stuff yet. Never mind. Let's say we could just talk to her. We could play good cop, bad cop. What if one of us went to her and said, we want in on it? We want to be a god like you. Show us what to do. We'll follow you. And then shoot her in the fist when she says, okay. Probably be postgate. would be the best at that. That's assuming that she's going to say okay. But I mean, I do like the idea of trying to get in with that cult. I mean... I'm already in with Igle. Two or three could go to do that. Two or three could go to speak to Vahidi. Sounds, sounds good to me. No, ki no killing 
at the front of the list. Come back, reconvene, and do something this evening. Well, I already told her I would help her. You have the end with Fahidi. Entirely sure if uh, I helped her in the way she was expecting. But, um, well, yeah, I, I think I have an in there. We have to find out what's going on. And we don't have much time. Well, we split the party. That sounds like a weird term. We do both of those things, get as much information we can as a last-ditch effort, come back, make a final decision, and go with it. And hope that we made the right one. And at sunset, I have to meet Jacob Marsh and give him my, my message. How does... Is he one of those fish people? How do they have human names? That doesn't even make sense. Jacob Marsh was born in uh, Arkham, uh, in uh, Innsmouth, Massachusetts. And you know, you're on a first and last name basis? He's the guy that I saved. Oh, <laughs> like a light bulb goes on. He's like, oh. Hmm. He's much fishier now than he was before. How wonderful. <laughs> well. So should we... Coming back, should we like do two and three? Postgate goes one way with one or two people, and Jacoby goes the other way with one or two people. I'm asking out of a game, I guess. I, I think I'd prefer to just take one other person with me. I, I think this needs to be as um, as discreet as possible. I'm open. I'm here with my. I'm just here to help in any way I can, and I'll go with whoever wants me to. Or I'll stay here either way. LeBeau, I think that you are one of the most rational, thought-minded people in our group. Who would you go with? Who needs the most help keeping their head on straight? <coughs> Excuse me. See, that's what I'm afraid of. <coughs> that's what I'm afraid of, is that if I go with you, what are you going to get me into? I'll go as well. You're an agent. I'll, I could go with Jacoby. Natalia could, or, or LeBeau could go with Postgate. I can go with Postgate if he doesn't mind the company. Natalia, what did you do with the key? It should be in my. Um, in my room. I'm going to check that. I'll, I'll uh, head down and I'll check it. Bates, where you left it. All right. Is, so the silver key is in connection with Vahidi, right? Yeah, Yog Sothoth. Do we know what the silver key does? She said that it opens the gate to Yog Sothoth. Okay. We know that Bahidi has been buying up gold. Yes. So there's a chance she's either making a new key, but if it's gold, it's definitely not silver key, right? She said to uh, Ekmechi that she was building 
a pyramid for the fish people. And we've seen a golden pyramid for the fish people. So the Hedi is helping the fish people? Or she's planning on summoning the fish people. Because so, what, what I'm trying to put together is if we have the silver key, then we are holding the cards and we've essentially stopped her from doing what she wants to do. Well, she figures it's easy enough to just get it from us. Well, look, if, if we're in the business of speculating, then it's just a suggestion. But if, if we think that Vahidi is, is, is going to carry out this, this ascension ritual, um, and that, that's her aim, um, and we want to know how this fits in with the Golden Pyramid and summoning the fish people, would it not be logical to assume, therefore, that the fish people have some component required for the ritual? Maybe. Maybe that's why she has to get in touch with them, or why she, or the people who she's making the, the, the pyramid for might have some essential component of the ritual. I, I don't. I don't think it's all completely. It's, it's obviously not ready, entirely ready to go because they would have done it if it was. Yeah. Come to think of it, the fact that, that she used the term, or, or that Ekmechi said, "Go ahead and make the pyramid for the fish people." That must have meant that there was a request to make a pyramid for the fish people, mm. probably by the fish people. And if Ekmechi was in on it too, well, he and knew about this as well. Then, then it's it is reasonable, I think, to assume that it must have had something to do with the cult. Now, I mean, that could have just been them making it and so getting a, a, a sum of money um, or a book or some artifact or something that they required for their ritual. I can't see Ekmechi being the, the sort of man who's just going to waste time doing favors when he's a step away from godhood. This this knot is tied. This knot is tied so complexly. I'm I'm going back to just shooting everybody. <laughs> no, just 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 Let God work. Humor, humor me for a moment. Humor for, humor me for a moment. At the party. Yes. You said you said when you were at the party that you overheard. Um, Bahidi talking about the pyramid. Yes, Ekmechi told her, go ahead and build the pyramid for them. And he said it dismissively. Was there anyone else there privy to that conversation? I'm sure anybody standing nearby might have heard that statement. But there was, there was no third party that they were... I don't believe so. Time, that they were just talking to each other. And now you come to think of it, 
In fact, Mechi wanted all of the other cults out of the way. Does that imply that the uh, fish people don't really have a cult? Or that they had no in- intention of interfering? Or that- I, would, I would take it to, to imply very strongly that he was worried that the other cults would either... Um, well, would in some way bring about some some form of sabotage that would prevent him from realizing what he was doing. I think this was touched on before. There was a very, it was something to do with Yog sothoth not not wishing other gods to be worshipped there, or was that? Or especially the one, uh, Daleth, associated with time and space. Hmm. Now, of course, there's, there's another angle there, isn't there? That it may be that he wanted to um, eradicate the other cults because with a, uh, a, a working knowledge of, um, I'm loath to use the word magic, but I suppose that's what it is. Um, but any other cult with a working knowledge of magic could conceivably know of some way to actively and deliberately sabotage or forestall what he was doing or counter it or capitalize on on that moment. And there are one, one or two people from those cults still at large in Istanbul. It's true. Um, now, Vahidi is one of them, and how far she could be trusted is is um, is yet to be uh, determined. But not to I, throw another. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was I was just wondering, what about um, Majash or Igo? I mean, if we could get an in and really get them to open up. I think there might be a way to just stop it from happening. Maybe. I think Eigel's our best bet. We know that Majash is a murderer. Well, uh, he's murdered people to take over their uh, appearance. So many of the people that you have to deal with in this game are, are murderers. There's Doctor, I my my hands are I'm afraid not clean in this matter either. Um however uh one cultist is as good as another as I'm as far as I'm concerned. Um to 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 address the comparison, none of us are murderers that kill people in order to assume their identities and deceive people. We, we do what we feel is necessary to protect the common good from all the people, from all the people around us. Majash isn't doing that. Majash is murdering people and taking over their, their, their spot. So I, I label him as a bad guy. Igle, if what Igle says is true, 
And who knows with, with exposure to Daoleth, she says she's hundreds of years old. She would have had ample opportunity to cause some sort of a rift or explosion or destruction of, of everything if that's what she wanted all along. I think that she's more innocent than any of us, but that's just a guess. Well, she also wanted to cloak us, right? And went all to the trouble to cloak us, which means we could use that cloaking against her if we wanted to. She yeah, wouldn't see us coming. Either. I mean, she might be wanting to use us as a, a cloak and dagger, right? And Miriam is influenced by H, and we know, we believe that H is bad because we've been told by N that H is bad. Who is N? How, why do we trust N? And maybe you don't believe me, but I think any entity that will just take you over and use you as a mouthpiece can't really be good. No, I think that H is a bad influence. I think he's driving Miriam to do whatever she's doing, and... It, it makes sense why Miriam was fearing us from the very beginning, like you said. Right. She eventually was going to be the one that was the quote-unquote villain that we we're going to come after. So we need to do some confrontation. Yeah. I think you need to conf confront Miriam and Vahidi, and we need to confront uh, Jacob Marsh, and we need to confront whoever I was going to confront. Who was I going to confront? Igel. And And find out what the hell's going on, but be ready to kill them if they make some sort of a move to stop you with magic or whatever. Does that mean you're willing to carry that sidearm I got you, finally? It's, it's the end game, Jacoby. Yes, all right. As a backup. Can't tell you how good, I am, how good of a shot I am, but I suppose if it's just point and click, yes. we can do that. Pointed away from you, take the safety off. Well, Sweet. just yeah, I'd, I'd keep it with you all the time because um, I have a feeling over the next couple of days things in my are pocket. Airy, got pockets all over this thing. Well, we make so. What was the list? It was it was Igul, Miriam, Vahidi, uh, Jacob, or Marsh, whatever his name is. And then if we see Majesh, just take him out or <laughs> do we confront him too? Like, I think that if Majesh gets involved in this at all, just take the fucker out. I'm not opposed to that. I mean, but, he's not a good guy. So even if, even if he wants to be a good guy now, too late, you know. So we have at least those four people. Is there a certain order? Do we all take one or do we, maybe we shouldn't split up that much, but is there an order of importance we can go, let's go get these two people and then let's go get these two. Honestly, I'm most afraid of Vahidi and Miriam at this point. Well, we could, go to the, we could go to the tower right now and see if one or both are there and that's an easy fix. If, if, and if they're not there, we just come back and we look for them. Miriam, well, wait, is it Miriam right now? At the uh, the store, right? Is she at work? I don't think she's there. But uh, why don't you give me the gun, and I will go confront Eigel. Um You can come with me if you want. But uh, Look, I think I think it's best if we do it like that. I think it's best that we'll just we'll all get into a large car, 
We will go to the first, and whoever's dealing with that can get out and go and deal with that. The rest of us will wait in the car. Then we go on to the next. All right. Let's go to Eigel first. Because that way, I, I'm, I'm concerned that at, at, at this point that someone's going to come at us mob-handed. Ah, this is how I figure it now. We'll go to Eigel first. Okay. If Eigel proves to be the bad guy, we'll shoot her. If she if she proves not to be the bad guy, she will probably know what Miriam and Vahidi are most likely up to and where they might be doing it. And then we'll go find them. Did you? Well, she, she, is of, she is, of course, some manner of seer. Yeah, however we, that works. We should, we should remember that as well. I mean, she may have some level of insight. That would, so, yeah, I think that would make a good idea as a first call. And I like Eigel, but I'll put a bullet in her head if it's necessary. I mean, another, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm just thinking <laughs> from, a, from, from a functional intelligence perspective. If, if we all split up and go and question people, then we go off, we do that. Yeah. We have to meet up, we have to pull information, we have yeah. to go and sit on a rooftop again where no one can hear us, explain yeah. it to each other, and then move on from there. It's easier if we just go out as a group Let's Make go. the first call, second call, and wherever. That way we can change, we can um, right. uh, redirect in, in, redirect ourselves when new information comes in. Um, I want to sit in the back seat on the left side. Okay. We, we, we're going to get a car then, and we can throw our extra munitions in the yeah. trunk. Like, just bring it along, along with us, and then take handguns and whatever, right, when we go. Yeah, I, I think this is... Grenades, um, sawed-off shotgun, rifles, all that stuff can go in the trunk. Let's, there. Let, let's try and be as, as discreet as possible. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think everything's about to... Uh, everything's oh. about to get a little heated. Um, and we can, we, can, we can be on our way or whatever, but I, I just had to uh, just... And I'm sure maybe you let Eamon know, or maybe I'm bringing this up out of game, but... She, this lady had her this rosewood box stolen from her, right? And she said Miriam was the only other person that knew about it. Right. I mean, it, it, unless it was really a covert operation or she had Vahidi uh, do it or whatever, it seems like she's pretty much the obvious choice to have taken it. I mean... That, that's what my guess is. My guess is whatever it is, it has something to do with opening up a gate to something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a secondary silver key. Who knows? But you probably should bring that silver key along so it's always in our possession, right? Not leave it here unguarded. Like Natalia has it, right? Yes, um, I, I've got it stashed. Um, okay. Why don't we smash the damn thing? Well, we, you don't know. Well, and, and I look at Postgate. Should we leave an orb here and take an orb with us so that we can have a quick escape in case something gets really bad? We want to come back. That's not really a bad idea. That's that's a good idea. Um, I'll take. Uh, are the pairs matched up? Yeah, you you can tell which pair goes with which. Okay, I'll I'll take a pair with me. Uh, Amen. I don't know what kind of gun this is. What kind of gun is this? It's a thirty-eight automatic. He just rattles off all these numbers. He's like, he's like, one D ten. There. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not a one D. It's a it's a D. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a thirty-eight automatic, one D ten. Who's the manufacturer? <laughs> no, I mean if you if you guys like, I could 
set up myself in a sort of sniper position to have your bats just in case something. Happens. We don't even know where there there would be a sniper position. We're going to go into the buildings. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Well, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I've I've got an idea. Why do Why don't we? I'm I'm going to take a pair of a matching pair of these orb things, and. When we go in to so whoever goes in to deal with the first person, one one person takes the orb in with them, and the other orb stays out in the car. Mm. That way, either we get in instantly for backup, or they can come. Or out. they've got a way out. All right, not a bad idea. We can make all these plans. Or, yeah, bring them with you. So, all right, let's go. Right, you hop in a car then. Um, you've got a full car from the consulate, so that's not um, not an issue. A nice, nondescript black sedan. And you head over from what I understand then to the bookshop first of all. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, you have to park in Bayazit Square because the books the the book bazaar itself doesn't have any car parking in it. It's essentially a square with um, only walkways that go into it. Okay. Uh, with the statue of the um, the first bookbinder, I believe, or first bookseller in Istanbul in the centre of it. Um, when you go through there, the shop still has um, the front door open, but you can see the closed sign is showing, looking outwards, but so the door is still open. Okay. Um, there, is, there is a gentleman inside who is probably no more than the age of 22 or 25 at most, perhaps. Okay. Um, spotty, Kind of oily skin, big 70s, horrible fashion glasses um, with plastic frames and some tape wrapped around the middle, uh, wrapped around the middle, and very uh, scruffy hair. Um, you can see that he is tidying up, and it looks like he's basically um, closing up the till and closing uh, in the process of getting the shop closed down while he's got a couple of bags um, okay. that he's uh, put by the front door. Uh, what what time of day is this? I've seen him before, right? Uh, you've actually heard of him. You have, I don't think you've actually met him yet, but from the, from the discussion you had with Iago when you last went to the bookstore, right. um, she did mention that she had an assistant, Burak, who lived upstairs. Burak, yeah. He, he's um, that, yeah, and that he was a student. This, right. this seemed to fit his description. So as I come in, I'm sorry, what did you say, uh, Eamon? I was going to say what time of day is it, because he's got bags uh, packed. Two in the afternoon? Yeah. And he has bags packed ready to leave? Yep. Like suitcases? Like he's leaving? Yep. Oh, okay, that's not suspicious. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, I, if Jokobi approaches, right, we can kind of hang back a little bit, maybe? Just right. kind of, there's, there's plenty of places to hide if you want to. Uh, as, as, as I go into the store and I see him, mm -hmm. um, I say, you must be, what was his name? Bailey? Barrett. Barrett. Mm -hmm. I said, you must be Barrett. He looks sort of to side to side and then just points towards the sign on the front door. Yeah, I'm Dr. Jacoby. Is, is Igle upstairs? Uh, no, she's she's busy at the moment. Uh, she's already gone. You see, you'll say your, your name is Jacoby? Yes, Dr. Jacoby. Oh, pleasure. Um, he walks on over and gives you a fairly warm handshake. Yeah, um, Igle mentioned that you'd, uh, that you'd been talking to her and obviously having gone into the back room before. Yes, um, where, where is she? Yeah, I think that she is in extreme danger. 
She, she's on her way to the bridge. You got to get to the bridge. Yeah, they, they, they left about maybe 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, they've, they've got a fair amount to set up, and I was just uh, basically wrapping up everything here, just closing the shop down. How about Miriam? Oh, uh, She's with her, yeah. She's with her. Have you ever heard of a woman named uh, Vahidi? Um, I, I know of Vahidi on my, or it used to be on my course. No? I'm sorry, you, used to, you, you know her from where? But I, I know a Vahidi that was on my course at the university before I before I dropped out. Uh, Vahidi uh, Demirchi. Oh no, no, just a different different Vahidi. I, I, I don't know a Demirchi. No. Um, I look over at O'Sullivan, and I say, uh, I, I I say, Eagle's in danger. We need to go. We need to get to the bridge. I. Out of game, I missed it. Where where did they go? Where'd she go? She's heading towards the Galata Bridge, where they were going to all go into the uh, slightly bigger, the Bosphorus Bridge, the one that was just completed the last November. Okay. The one that bridges east and west. The Bosphorus Bridge. They went to the bridge. Okay, let's do this carefully. The bridge. Oh, yeah. They were they were planning on ultimately escaping by going through a gateway on the bridge. But they don't have the key. All the people on the bridge with them. Right, then we should make haste. Unless I, I whisper in here, I'm like, Are you sure she's not really here and hiding? That's what this guy is supposed to say. That I don't think that he looks clever. Well, he doesn't look clever actually, enough to be. Can, can I? I mean, if I was there listening, can I see if he's lying? Can I do a psych on him? You certainly can, yeah. Okay. And I rolled a 42. That is a normal pass. Okay. He does not appear to be lying. As um, as Jacoby says, he's oh, not not thick enough to uh, that he can't lie, but he definitely doesn't appear to have any kind of agenda or deceitful intention at all. He is like an open book. <laughs> all right. Quite appropriate for being in the bookstore, really. So, let's make haste. Yeah, we, I go immediately go back out to the car and I stick my head through the window and I tell them, I tell everybody basically, apparently she's not here, but they've gone to the bridge to do the ritual in order to pass into the dreamlands, the Bosporus Bridge. And I look back at the, at the building and I'm thinking, I, don't even have the key. I could attempt to contact Daleth, but... Should we just go to the bridge? What do you all think? Do you know how to pull off the ritual yourself? I, 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 I maybe. How long will it take? I, I mean, I've been reading the book. If they're going to try to do it right now in the middle, in the middle of the day, it just doesn't seem like something you do in the middle of the day. I think they're going to do it at night, but they're getting ready. He, he said setting up. Where is everybody? They've all they're all they've all gotten out of the car except for uh except for Robert LeBeau. What do you think, Robert? Ritual? What do you think about the ritual? I mean I know I'm assuming he doesn't no one really likes magic, right? I don't know how LeBeau actually feels. Yeah, I think um I don't think in hindsight we've gotten one good piece of intelligence from 
contacting Dale. It's very hard to get a good reading, right? And it's all. Every answer we ever get is very wishy-washy and open to interpretation. All right. So then we'll let's just, just go to the bridge. We know that something is going down at the bridge. Yep. Okay. So you're leaving Burrup there and going straight back to the car, yes? Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm jumping back into the car. What, what he, I'm sorry. What, I missed it. What did he say he was doing? What, why was he leaving? Uh, he's literally just shutting up the shop. He's planning on joining them there once he's done. And does he know all? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to run back inside really quick and stick my head out and say, what time is the ritual set for? tonight time? <laughs> time is what you make of it but that's uh i suppose that's a bit more of a philosophical answer it's whenever they're ready all right it's what whenever they're ready i almost think he shouldn't as as we're leaving like we almost shouldn't let him go we should give him a ride <laughs> no. you can throw him in the boot yeah <laughs> Let's just go. Let's get the hell out of here and go. Gosh. I just feel like I feel like I just need to knife everybody just to make sure it's safe. But it's like, how how bad is that? How evil is it? Does evil really matter? Is it you know? Is it? It's all perspective at this point, right? I mean, just to um, kill this um, guy right in front we're of not, We're not going to very very um, subtly write down what O'Sullivan just said. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, that's gone in the report. You can bet that. I'm, I'm, I'm passing that on to someone. So I sent a ten. That's fine. There's, there's fine. nothing in my handbook that says make sure you don't kill innocent people. It just says make sure you kill the bad guy. No, 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 no. Man, man has up. stressful magical experience. This guy's going to come uh, back. To then undergoes psychiatric treatment. Then starts talking about killing everyone. Nope. <laughs> I'm putting in a report about that. All right, I'm let's go. The I told you so report later. I'm just keeping it on the back burner. Maybe it won't come to fruition, but this guy shows up packing. Well, I was I was thinking it's definitely more a medical report. So you know? we're 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 back in the in the car. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is gonna be weird. Uh, All right. Yo, yo back uh, with the kid. Have a nice time storming the bridge. <laughs> he thinks, yeah, I'll make a great quote quote from something. Um, could I have spot hidden rolls from everyone then, please? Uh, 92. I've got sweat in my eyes. Uh, 44, which is uh, a fail. Fail. Fail as well. Oh, Spend some luck, luck Bo. Spend some luck. All riding on you. Yeah, I got a heart, actually. Thank God. Right, so at least one person passed. That's all you needed. Because even with a bonus die, I managed to roll 76 and 76. <laughs> oh, wow. Play the lottery. That's nice. Uh, I've, the draw's already happened tonight. I still failed. So, you know, back to work on Monday. <laughs> um, as you are pulling away, so who, who is driving? This is also another uh, very good question at this point. I would think I'm riding shotgun, but I don't know if I'm driving unless no one else wants to drive. Uh, Henry's driving. I don't know. The boat's not driving. Mine, I've only got I've only got drive at twenty percent. You know, mine's forty. Looks like you're driving. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Natalia. 
you're going through those cars like this. Well, it's actually what you see behind you rather than um, rather what, uh, rather than a drive check at this point. Um, you see a familiar face, a car, um, a car or so behind as you pull away. Um, you see Bennett driving along in a, um, in a similar sedan, pretty much identical to your own. Bennett. Um, seemingly following you. And Lebeau sees that though, right? Yes, just okay. Lebeau. Eamon, it's uh, your, your second girlfriend, Gail Bennett. She's behind us. My second? No, I'll put her as my third. Well, wait, what? I so, can't keep track of him anymore. He's like adjusting the rear view mirror so you can see. What the hell is Bennett doing back there? She gave us all the guns, but I don't know. Yeah, is she signaling us, like trying to blink her lights to get us to stop or anything like that? Or she's just following. Um, she's slowly catching up with you. What's does, it, does it appear like she's trying to remain like hidden from us? Like that? Hey. Uh, given with her failed role, uh, a massively failed role, that uh, <laughs> it could be implied that she's trying to uh, that she's trying to stealthily follow you from a distance, but she's not doing a very good job. Gentlemen, was there anything about Miss Bennett that had anything to do with anything bizarre? Or it seems to me there was something. Didn't she have a thing with the child that died or something? Uh huh. There's probably no connection, but we should probably kill her anyway. <laughs> hey, Postgate, put that in your report oh. too, please. <laughs> if, if I remember right, too. <laughs> if I remember right, Postgate and LeBeau can give me an int roll because there is something that you two were involved in a scene with. I think there was one other person, but I can't remember who it was. It was there. The sing, Natalia and I went and talked with her once, and yeah. Natalia got a more personal talk with her a little bit, I think. Yeah, I remember the we met her at the cafe. Um, she was the one involved with putting, I think it was a flower on the gravestone of the child. That's it. Seven would be a pass. Oh, yeah. That's a long, long, long way. Oh, I only got 12, so that's close. Still, still a long, still a good part. <laughs> you both recall the discussion that took place in the Park Hotel uh, restaurant with Majash? While Jacoby, I think it was Jacoby and Eamon actually that went away and had a um, a chat to discuss how they were going to proceed. But this was the you know, heavily veiled conversation where Henry and uh, Majash were talking about their friend that might be able to um, help them out in taking out Ekmechi. Um, he made small talk uh, while the other two were away about how he heard through the grapevine that Bennett had had to go to the um, basically the same place that Eamon went to as it happened, the, the psych uh, team, because she'd been having trouble with uh, basically sleeping after being with the child. And what happens in sleep? Yeah, maybe. Oh, she's haunted by H, maybe. Or controlled. <laughs> or made a deal. Or someone's got their hook in her. Yeah. We'll be ready to kill her, just like uh, Lebeau said, if we need to. How does... How do, I, I'm looking at you, Eamon. Huh? How do we know you're not being controlled right now? Well, I don't know, Dolphin. All right. Good enough. I can't... I mean, who can know for sure? I just... Yeah. 
you don't feel it, right? I didn't feel it until I was in the sleep and she literally felt like she stabbed into me and then she was in control then. And then she released me and said, don't worry. And she, I just blacked out and woke up. Just for the sake of paranoia, I will mention, because it was very recently that you had that conversation on the phone, that Eamon, as far as you were aware of what it was him talking, did repeatedly say, bottlenose dolphin, bottlenose dolphin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's tragic. Uh, you have to try to trust me the best you can. I, I lean over to LeBeau and just quietly say, the minute he stops acting Irish, then we'll know that he's taking it for us. Takes on a distinctly British accent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do one of those very well. <laughs> I mean, okay. right. slowly creeping up on you from behind. She's prob- uh, There's probably a car length between you and her now. So she, if she doesn't know where we're going, she's going to when we get there. And she's going to interfere in some way. Unless she's going to... I'd like to say that she's going to be on our side and she is uh, a professional assassin. Um, however, I have the feeling since she's trying to keep herself hidden that she is going to be interfering with us. I just don't know if she already knows where we're going or not. We may as well assume she does. Let's just wait and see, but be ready for it. LeBeau, keep an eye on her with your compact. Take these off. Um, where are we going to the bridge? Like where at the bridge are we going? Or do we not know? The bridge at this point, um, it's actually closed off now, um, does have, at the top of each tower, does have an observation platform. Um, like, at that point, it was open to the public and it was quite a like, touristy spot to go up there. I say now, for a long while, it's been closed off to the public. So, so there's a tower like on each side of the land, you mean? It's a suspension bridge. So it's where the two, it's where the two towers rise and the cables go down from. Uh, okay. So there's one on our, closer on our side then? That would yeah, be- there's, there's one on either side. But there's no traffic on it other than foot traffic? Oh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's foot traffic and um, car traffic. It's about four lanes worth of okay. car traffic. So it's quite quite a big bridge. All right. Well, it took, quite, took a number of years to build. Uh, it's weird that it's a tower then, right? It's the same. Think of it like the Golden Gate Bridge. It's the tower structures you've got at either uh, end where the cables come down from. Okay. Just you say tower, and I think of the tower in the Dreamlands. Yeah. Well, there's there's two that you've seen because there's the one that you saw up in the mountains, um, and the one that uh, the rest of you, the Citadel that you've been to. Right. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one where the blue light shot up into the sky. Right. Bennett continues to follow um to follow up behind you. Then, uh, considering that you are on, you know, you're going to be heading up a main road to get to the Bosphorus uh, the Bosphorus Bridge. Um, it's going to be multi-lane traffic. She is going to attempt to pull up alongside you. Uh, on my side or the passenger side? Uh, she will try and pull up on the driver's side. And is that on the left or the right in, in Turkey? Oh, hang on a minute. That's my, um, I think they drive on the other side, uh, on the left. They drive on the right side of the road. Oh, the correct side. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, she will pull up where her side is closest to your car. So that's my on door is. right-hand side. Yeah. Passenger side door. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. It. So 
she winds down her window and makes a, uh, makes a similar gesture for basically whoever is on that side to also do the same. Who's shotgun then with me up front? It's in the back seat on the left. Kobe's back in the back left, so it ain't him. It's one of the other three. Natalia, you're up front. All right. <laughs> hey, you had a good report. You get the front seat. You guys are all crowded in the back seat. Be ready, Natalia, but see what she wants. All right. Okay, so someone winds down a window? Natalia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, those of you on that side of the car, can you give me a spot hidden roll? Um, you are looking for a hard success. So we're looking for a gun in her hands. Yeah. I got a 30 out of 60. So that is a hard no. success. Right. It's not a gun. I also got one. Oh, me. It's not a gun. It's a grenade. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Um, as the window comes down, she just says, with regards from H, and then tosses the grenade. Um, Catch it and I, toss it can back. I it <laughs> can I swerve? Is I there drive checks? I mean, yeah, we, we, we'll go for a series of initiative at this point. <laughs> uh, first of all, we've got to see if she actually throws it into the car. Knowing my dice roll, she'll probably just end up throwing it on a passing yeah. newer wagon going the other way. Throw oh, it back. Throw it's it definitely back. a hit. Okay. Um, you see a small hand-shaped blob starting to fly towards your car. My reflexes, Natalia, do that dex roll for us. <laughs> Ooh, I got an 18. 18 out of 50. Okay, you catch it. I'm going <laughs> to toss it right back. <laughs> yes, yes, Natalia. Okay, um... Sullivan, speed up. <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking about ramming into her car, but I guess I'll see if she blows up first, right? So You better yeah. speed up so she didn't blow up right next well, to her. I would imagine that she threw it, and with my reflex, I poured it and tossed it right back out before she could you know, this, this counts as the first round of action. The grenade won't go off instantaneously because they have, they have a fuse. So right. you've got it in your hand for the moment. Uh, what decks are you on? I'm on 50. Okay, is anyone else that's got higher than 50 wanting to do anything else? I'm at 50 as well. I've, I've got 58. I've got 50. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the wrong side of the car. <laughs> but at least you can see that something's come into the car you really don't want. <laughs> Not welcomed. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, instinctively going for my gun. I think you can draw or just, it. More just to check that it's there. Oh, still there, yeah. Rather, rather than, um, you know, even but just, I'm, I'm instinctively just putting my hand on my gun. Well, con considering our conversation, wouldn't you have all had your guns ready the second we saw Bennett? And we were talking about she being a bad guy. Well, which, yeah, she's been to I be on our side. I mean, you would assume that she would at least put up the, the, the pretense of, of still being CIA, but clearly not, you know. Maybe, maybe I'm just a product of the 60s. Maybe I just expect too much from people in this game. I, don't. <laughs> I feel like you could fire back if you wanted to, unless you, you just don't want to do it because you want to see what happens. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I should have been specific about who I was talking to. Everybody but Jacoby. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm no, driving. I'm, I don't think it'd be... 
I don't think my, you'd be wise. I'm, I have both hands on the wheel. My firearm skill really isn't that good. Um, Go for it. I mean, you don't have to shoot. And, no, and to, to be shoot. honest, I think it was more luck than anything that... You'd have to roll down your window anyway. Or have permanent aircon. Yeah. I think I would just be real. Right. Is that me? I'm going to check that my door is unlocked. Yeah, all unlocked. So Eamon was saying something. I think we got. <laughs> I was just going to be ready to do basic maneuvers, like probably swerve away, but I would probably be holding off on what Natalia. I mean, it's also a reaction, right? I mean, we see her catch it, probably screaming, like, throw it back, which I'm assuming she's about to do. And as soon as she does, I would probably, like, jerk the car over to the next lane or try to maneuver away from. Well, uh, what's the bow doing? Did she pull, like, she tossed the grenade in. Did she pull off? as soon as she tossed it, or is this still on that round? She hasn't had enough time to do anything else other than throw it. I mean, it, right. you're really close. And so my, yeah, and so my my uh, response to that would be to throw it right back. Right, next round. Yeah. yeah we're, we're still on this round. Okay. But yeah, that that's exactly what I'm doing. So. Gotcha. So, LeBeau? Yeah, I'm kind of stuck in the middle, and I don't really have any options. I'm just going to hope that... Uh, Where's your, where's your sniping skills, man? I hope that Nata Natalia has a good uh, dex. Right, well, this is going to be then when it comes to Natalia. It's going to be your throw versus her drive auto. Okay. Ooh. Spend some luck if you need to. No. I only have a 25 in throw, but I rolled a 20. Oh. Well, 66 is higher than her drive skill. So, <laughs> yay! Um, it falls right into her lap while she's driving. Floor it, Eamon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Flooring and jerking it heavily, heavily to the left. You want to give me a drive check to see if you can get out of blast radius in time? Yep. So. <sighs> okay. Not like last time you failed shots. All right, here we go. <laughs> I rolled a 39 out of 40. Oh, all right. Uh, I you, you pull it up. Uh, you basically push your foot down on the gas. The car jerks forward and you start sliding through any gap you can to get around any car in front of you. Mm -hmm. And there is a thud behind you, followed by an, uh, an eruption of flame as, the, as the, base, the gas tank on the car goes up. And this flaming wreck of a car just starts to skid across, the, or weave across the road behind you as you are pulling away and leaving this thing in the rearview mirror. <laughs> and then I will slowly roll the window back up. <laughs> First, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an ulcer by the time this one's over. What? <laughs> collateral damage everywhere! Just... <laughs> I think Eamon's screaming in like both I, madness I, and delight. I don't get to retire for four years. I've got four more years. <laughs> I wasn't ready to find out which of the gods is real. Four and Danny Glover, you're almost retired. Almost. Coming. At least it isn't one more day or one more week. Yeah, That's yeah. like the kiss of death. So. Get, getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Lady, gentlemen, this just got serious. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still going. I mean, I guess probably still kind of booking it through traffic a little bit, you know, like. 
where are we trying to get to now? You said there's two towers. Um, the yep. first, we're past the first tower, though, now, aren't we? Well, when you get to the bridge, this is the, as you're actually pulling out from Bearsit Square. So it's, it's, you're going through Beirut uh, and then heading north. Okay. This, this is still in downtown Istanbul. Oh, okay. Um, it is a little way of a drive to get to the Bosphorus Bridge from here. Now, you know that uh, Miriam and Igal have got about a 20-minute, fifteen between 15 and 20-minute head start on you. If you want to try and get there as soon as possible and try and reduce the amount of time that they have at their end to do what they're doing, um, Eamon can give me a, another drive roll. Okay. And while he's doing that, I'm going to make the statement, that was from H. Uh-huh. So we know H is the bad guy, which means Miriam's the bad guy. That's what I said. That's what, that's what I said. That's what we all said, except for, uh, except for Blabeau, who's not sure. I think we're sure now. We should have killed that man back there. We should have, now we're gonna watch for him creeping up on us too. So watch for whatever the hell his name is to be driving up on us. And just everybody's bad. I don't think that they're involved with H. I think that's just Miriam. Whatever. Okay, here we go. I, I, go yeah, I don't want to fail a drive check. Just all right. And does fail drive check mean I, th I drive us off the road at this point? No. no, it just means that it takes more time to get there. That's all. Okay, I'll I will try to speed us along. I got some luck back, so I'd be willing to throw a little bit in there. So, um, I can't spend that much luck. I rolled an eighty-six. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I could push the roll. We're stuck in traffic. I, I could pu I could push the roll, but that would probably actually make it dangerous, right? It certainly will. Yes, that would. If I if I push the roll, can I still spend luck on that roll? No, because it's one or the other. Okay, I will choose not to kill us on the way there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to like, jump out and start running across the tops of cars to get there. Okay. In which case, um, what I would have done is that you would have, if you'd passed, you would have got the chance to roll the D20 to see how many minutes head start they have when you get there. Uh, I can oh, spend... Rather, how, many, um, how many minutes it takes you to kind of narrow the gap. Um, you can roll 1D10 instead, so this oh. is going to give them more time. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put my seatbelt on. So, so I'm still cutting off some time, or is it adding on to the time? You, you are taking off, basically, 15 is your target, but if you'd rolled on the D20 15 or more, then you would have got there pretty much before while they were setting up and they, were, they weren't ready. But now the most you can do is give them a five-minute, um, the, the least you could give them is a five-minute head start if you roll a 10. I rolled a 10. Oh, they go, but they were only there five minutes ahead of you. So you, even though traffic is bad, you still do make relatively good headway, but not enough to get there directly as they arrive. All right. Have your firearms ready, guys. Have yep. your own grenades ready, whatever. I took my, my handgun and I put the silencer on, make mm -hmm. sure everything's loaded right. Yep, one in the pipe if need be. Yep. We might um, be on an airplane home tonight. I, I do have, I have a handgun in 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 a uh, shoulder holster but um i also have a telescopic baton uh -huh. and i'm just going to take that out and just sort of have it hold it with my thumb up up the sleeve <laughs> ready to flick it out if need be yeah so it's just kind of palmed right you can see from when you get on the bridge um that Say so the towers, the observation ports at the top, you can see when people are on them. 
Um, there's a whole group of people that are on the one on the European side. You can see various people holding up what looks to be cameras and, and so on and other, other groups that are there. But from this distance and given the fact that there are multiple people on one, there are only two people on the Asian side. And both of them seem to be carrying large, uh, what seems to be large bags that they are pushing, or, su or suitcases that they are pushing off to one side and starting to seemingly arranging things on. Uh, they're bending over and moving and pushing things. They're not acting like the other tourists on the on the European side. They're not taking photos. They're not acting like you would expect people to be up there. Do you and see them? Yeah, if you drive, well, if you're driving over to the bridge and then drop, well, it also depends where are you going to drop the car because this is effectively a highway. There's no right. parking spaces here. We could pretend like the car is broken down and just push it over to the side and then run to the bridge, run to the tower. It, it has got a trunk full of uh, guns and things. Yep, I got a couple of don't, really don't really want the police to get hold of that, do they? Well, we're going to use guns, aren't we? What if you ram them? We might have to have a shootout and then go dark and everybody just split up and meet up again. I mean, we have to be prepared to just get get away the best you can later. Can we, can we just remember that we are supposed to be professionals? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, let's, let's not make this a bloodbath. Oh. What if you ram them? They're they're on a tower. Oh, I thought you said they were taking their stuff out on the side of the road. No, they're they're taking the stuff up off on the top of the tower. They seem to be moving oh, around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, just just park the car as close as possible, and we'll get there. Yep. Um, for record, we have two sawed-off shotguns and two M16 assault rifles. I know we don't want a bloodbath, but if anybody wants something other than a handgun, it, it, there are options. I just want to make sure that... I can hide quite a bit underneath here if you want to. Uh, we have frags. It goes smoke. down almost to the ground. Mm -hmm. Frag grenades, smoke grenades, and flashbang. I'm just wanna, I just want to lay all that out there. There is All of those things are available plus the handguns we have, so... I'm not sure how much are we have, we pretty much out in the open as we pull up as close as we can parking. Uh -huh. uh, you're right at the bottom of the tower, so there isn't a direct line of sight between you and them when you park right down there. Okay, but um, there are. You but, can see the entrance to the what, the lifts that then take you up to the top, or the lifts and the stairs that take you up to the top. I open up my lab coat and say, "Load me up." <laughs> right. I take out this small um, silver briefcase-looking thing. I'm like, I got everything I need here. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. that, that's nice. I, I didn't think that. I'm like, I'm just arming up. Is, are there other people public around? Like, is it pretty? Well, there's, there's plenty of traffic that's going around. There's a couple, there's a few people which are walking across, but not a great number of. Um, you're raising a few, uh, a few eyebrows from them having just pulled over onto the, effectively onto the pavement or sidewalk. And a few cars that do pass you are kind of pipping their horns and yelling in uh, yelling in Turkish. Ain't a goddamn car park. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore them. And I, hey Jacoby, I give you a sawed-off shotgun with the safety on, fully loaded. Okay, that's locked. That's stuck in here. Yep, I'm taking the assault rifle and trying to hold that at my side as nonchalantly as possible. I think with my handgun. 
That's um, back. Right. I know how far, how far is that? Could be, I mean, could we could we judge the distance? In terms of height? Yeah. Uh, it's several stories up. Uh, so think of the um, of the parallel I mentioned about the Golden Gate Bridge. Those towers are very high. Yeah. Uh, anyone being pushed off them is not going to survive the fall. No. You can't you can't get pushed off the bridge itself and survive the fall. It's two hundred feet above the water. Oh, I go back to the trunk and grab a parachute. <laughs> Just in case. Do we have parachutes. <laughs> I don't have, know. Did you pick one up? I know you've got the, the, the whole kitchen sink in here. Did you get a few parachutes for shits and giggles, I guess? Let's let's get up this this tower <laughs> and confront everybody everybody has what they want. Miriam and Eichel. You know, when when I became a spy just after the war, we we counted ourselves lucky if you could get a a, a watch with a radio in it. Now you've got like Machine guns and parachutes. You just you don't. Need... Let's go. This 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 it's, it's all changing. Back in my day. Well, no, where's all the you know? <laughs> and the bomb goes off. Where's all the trade craft? Post games. I'll take. I'll take. Well, it was just. I'm just saying that in my day, it was all about trade craft and. Um, and uh, diplomacy, and I'm just, I'm just wondering whether this is the well. Just let's just, please, can we just show some restraint initially? Oh, uh, and, yeah, and try and, I, and at least make an effort to find out what's going on before we start firing. Well, of course, we're going to find out what's going on. I'm the backup. I'm I think talking. that Igel's okay, and and Miriam's not. We got to stop Miriam. She's planning something. She's going to somehow sabotage this, cause everybody to die or something. Well, you're, you're talking to uh, Igel. I will go and intercept Miriam. All right. Politely. And this, this conversation is happening in, happening in the lift on the way up. Right. The, um, kind of the girl from Ipanema playing in the background because it's the, uh, the ever-present lift music. <laughs> and as you get to the top, doors open and you go outside. Um, there's a small... Um, covering over where the lift doors open too, so it is, an, it is an enclosed room with another set of double doors that then open up onto the um, the platform where you've seen uh, where you've seen them. Um, you can see they are setting up the pentacle of the planes. Okay. These large plastic or plastic ceramic pieces of material which form this giant pentagram. Okay. Um, they are then positioning various items. You can see a couple of black candles. Something that looks a bit like a skull. And then, but it's got no face where a face should be. Okay. And the last thing is something that resembles the Tesseract image that you saw in the Citadel. Okay. I immediately go over to Igol and I grab her and I pull her away from Miriam if she's standing there near her. Yeah, she is. What, what, what are you doing? I say, uh, Igol, Miriam is not what she appears to be. She's, she's what do you mean? She's been in league with H all this time. I'm, I'm going to be trying to uh, position myself behind Miriam. That sounds rather <laughs> grim. I say H just um, attempted to blow us all up to keep us from getting here and stopping Miriam. She looks at you, obviously still sunglasses uh, on, and then looks back at Miriam and just shakes her head. So I, I, I can't believe that. 
say Miriam's Miriam's always been at my side all all the way through this. What is it that was that's missing from your? Yeah. Uh, what is the object? Is it something that opens up a gate? No, God, no. Like I say, it was. It's to do with my personal safety. It's not anything to do with anything to do with this. But now you don't have that safety. She gulps somewhat. Um, Henry, if you are, as you say, positioning yourself behind Miriam, mm. uh, you can give me a spot hidden roll. And I'm I'm kind of positioning myself between Miriam and I mean between uh, Igle and Miriam too. I, I think my my rifle is as I say is is like just pretty much like ready for Miriam, but mm-hmm. like she's not looking happy. She's scared. Sixteen out of forty, which is a hard, I believe. Ah, okay. um, in which case, you see, there's various bags that are positioned up here. You do see um, Miriam's handbag is off at, um, off on one side, which you might remember from the, um, or others at least from you that were there for the first session might remember that she carried on the plane with her. Um, it's open, and with your success, you can see that just tucked in the corner of the handbag, um, seemingly uh, kind of tucked away to the point where it's almost hidden by a scarf, you can see what looks to be a small rosewood box. And I go I'm going right? to uh, just pick up the bag mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to chuck it to uh, Jacoby. Right. I say, okay. is this your box? I'm going to be cruel. I'm actually going to ask for a throw roll because if that falls and hits the ground, then there's going to be some stuff to kick off. Oh, oh dear. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God. something like that. It's like, pull. <laughs> oh, 18. <laughs> 18 out of 20. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh Matthew's just like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, yep, you throw. Hey, guys, I've found the nuclear pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you throw it. Um, as you do so, you feel something move inside it. Um, as if it's something rolls inside something that's it's the contents aren't the same size as the interior they're smaller okay uh, as Jacoby catches it then again you feel that same, same sensation something is rolling around inside it um, <laughs> Iagle looks at this thing and just goes pale and just stares at you you and can see her eyebrows she when she feels. when she makes that move, that's when I want to take it a shot. I don't trust any of this shit. So, Ooh, and you're on, I'll, I'll let you talk. I'll, I'll let you finish. Uh, yeah, um, you catch you you catch it, Mary. Um, Aegor just goes pale and just says very slowly, "Don't open it." I won't. I won't open it. And is that the point where Natalia then pulls the trigger? Yeah. Who are I you mean, shooting? I, She made a move like this, which I'm thinking, we said that, you Who, know, who are you we, shooting at? I go. Here's, here's the reason. Here's the reason. Here's my reasoning. That reason? When we were on the roof, you guys said that we might be up against something that's akin to magic. I earlier seen Jacoby do something 
to, I believe it was Postgate, where he caused some sort of pain with some weird powers. I'm not going to take any chances. All right. I don't know what these hand signals are. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of putting the box into her hands so she knows it's the box. She can't see. Mm-hmm. She only raised her eyebrows, right? And, and the gun the goes off. Yeah. Um, I will give you um, a bonus die for aiming because you said you had this thing up and trained on her for, uh, for at least a round. <laughs> and okay. she All right. That's, that's a 43. Uh-huh. Okay. So the 43 hits, and that's not a hard or anything, but that's that, that hits. So it's just a regular success. Oh, I go. Right. Give me, I think for your rifle, it's going to be something along the lines of 2d6 plus 4. Yep. Roll it. 14. Uh, you catch her, let's say, about here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You do one more hit point from what she's got. So there is just a spray of red that goes oh, out from, uh, that goes out from uh, the back of her head. Her sunglasses uh, crack and drop, just showing these two scarred pits of, um, of eyes. And she just, the, the body just goes down on its knees and then face down first in the ground, on the ground in front of you. Uh, you still have the box in your hand? Yeah, the box. Uh, I'd, I'd handed it to her, so uh, the box drops. Then uh, we'll say that yeah, it's it falls out of her hands as the body hits the ground. Uh, when it opens up, two eyes roll out of it and just stare up at the stare up at the air in different directions. And I'm like, I just I turned into Italian. I'm like, why? I lean I lean over to Eamon and I say, I told her how to do that. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> and then I'll I'll have my gun. I'll I'll, I'll switch targets to Miriam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miriam is. She, and, and so if she makes a, a move. Um. In fact, I think Miriam is going to make a roll. Say, so I've been, I, I, I've trained on her, but I didn't want to. I was like, let's see what happens. And... Up. Don't want to shoot her unless she's. You, you can hear some kind of spattering sound, and just slowly you see a wet patch start to develop um, in a crotch area, and then there's a very particular smell that follows it. Um, she is out of her mind, terrified. She peed herself. I think her her premonition. I bet she thinks it's coming true right now. Yep. It's almost as if you can read her mind. <laughs> well, as, as I said, I was I was going to intercept her. Mm-hmm. So okay. I am I am carrying on with that. Mm-hmm. She's not resisting. Say so she is just right, stood there, transfixed, terrified. We're we're going to need to talk to you. I'm afraid. What what about? Well, why don't you start by telling me about H? Who the hell's H? Helen. Oh, Helena, the the girl I told you about, the the dreamer that I I know, the one that's helped me build the Citadel. Yes. Well, what about her? Have you 
Have you done anything for her? Done anything? She's done everything for me. That's... She's never asked for anything in return. Did she tell you that Ekmechi was dead? Uh, she's, she came to me last night and said that said that those that had been hunting us were, were gone, but she didn't use any names. Uh, that's what I, I got up and I, when, I, when I woke up in the morning, I went to go immediately to go and see, see Eagle. And you stole her eyes. Well, I'd, I'd never do that. Well, they, they were in your bag. Uh, she, when I got to the when I got to the store, she she said that she that she said she couldn't find them, but they, they, they were already missing when I got there. I thought it was odd that the place was open when I when I got there, but psychology on her. But they were in your bag. Yep, you can roll psychology on her. I will. Sp- I got a forty-five out of fifty. Uh-huh. You know, I think I'll I'll make a psychology roll actually if I'm I'm too trained on her forehead. <laughs> Thirty-eight out of forty, so I don't I don't know whether that counts for much really. Just okay. Well, um, the two regular successes you've got between you will give you the same uh, the same information. She is telling the truth as she knows it. She is. Um, she's holding back on something, but it's not lying. What do you know about Vahidi Dimitri? Who? God damn it! I should just shoot us all. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting the does, eyes back in the box? Does she seem like she's lying? I, I'll let the I'll let the success roll for the scene. Um, no, she's not lying. She has no idea who Vahidi is. Why were the eyes in the bag? Why were her? Why was her box in your bag? I don't know. The, she she had to keep them hidden from light. Otherwise, when she if she she could still see through them, but if she ever saw anything, if, she, if they were ever exposed to the light, she would have driven her over the edge. But when when Dayloff took off the. Rendered the veils on her that she could see everything. She could see all layers of reality at the same time. It nearly drove her crazy. It took everything to poke out her own eyes. But when they started regenerating, that then she had no choice. She had to seal them away, and she had to put it somewhere where she couldn't find, where no one else could find them. She she instructed me as the only person that knew where they were to make sure that they weren't that they'd be kept safe. That no one could get to them but us two. I'd never do that to her. I'd never take them. All right. Who put them in the bag then? Where'd that bag come from? Uh, you can give. Oh no! I was going to say you can give me a psychology roll. I said let it let it ride. Um, you can see all the worry in her um, in her face. All the terror just drops, and it's not as if she becomes emotionless but you can see that she just becomes very neutral. Uh-oh. And a different voice, a female voice, uh-huh. 
that you've heard before just says, I did. Knew it. I'm, I'm getting ready with my um, telescopic baton. <laughs> I'm poised. Uh, I'm going to pull out my gun and walk over to her and hold it to her face and say, H. He's got three guns trained on her now. What is this all about? Why do you insist on only using the first letter of my name? We don't know what your name is. Helen? Well, the first letter of my title, I should say. All we know is H or Helen. <laughs> she just, yeah, she just smirks. What's your name? My title is that I am a high priest. Those that live on the on below the plateau of Ling say that I should not be described. What are you up to? <laughs> well, evidently nothing here today. You've seen to that. Um, looks down at Idle. Unfortunately, this this poor pathetic body who hasn't got the capability of call, uh, calling forth Dareloff and rending the veil now. Why was that so important to you? They were effectively doing what I would want. It made sense to use, a pe use people that were trying to do this, achieve the same goal using the sim similar methods, but ones that could be tweaked ever so slightly. It's, it's a lot less effort if someone else is doing 95% of the groundwork for you. Oh, undoubtedly. So I'm looking for, let's say, gates to the dreamlands, to my realm, that could be open on a permanent basis. It would make life a lot easier for me. Too bad. I would have imagined that the, the, the corporeal would be uh, somewhat inferior, wouldn't it? Well, I much prefer my realm. But there are those that want to cross over, and the certain the plans that I have in mind mean that there have to be gates between them. There have to be open doors that people can venture through to and from. My forces can't just step across the barrier any time they feel like it. We don't have a gate of a neurology every, every plateau away, every furlong away. You have to appreciate that that kind of arrangement would not be... Uh... Wouldn't be something that we, we could find ourselves agreeing to. No, why do you think I don't exactly ask permission? I've heard enough, and I fired the gun. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Wow, Jacoby. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that... Go. This is going to be a diplomatic incident. <laughs> uh, you hit. There's no question about that. Um, it's whether you do enough damage in one go to kill her. Okay. And if What's he fires on it? Um, one D8. Oh. Um, actually, no, actually, one, there is one mechanical benefit that will help you a lot here. 1d10. Um, I'm going to give you two bonus die. One for the fact you've had it trained on her for a long time, one that you are also point blank. Okay. Because if you roll a crit, or if you roll an extreme success, not a crit, that's, that's 0-1. Um, 
then that would mean you do maximum damage plus a roll. Okay. So what, I'm sorry, so what do I need to roll twice? You're, roll, you're rolling firearms, but you've got two bonus dice on it. So you're effectively doing three rolls. Okay. Uh, 28, 26, and somehow neither one of those is a success. <laughs> and I, it's mainly just, you're still going to hit because you were point right up okay. in her face. It was mainly to see if you got an extreme success where it would okay. do an enough damage to kill her outright. Um, I'm a terrible shot. <laughs> she maybe moves slightly. It, cl it it's not exactly clips the skull, but it definitely doesn't do as much as it would, would have done in one shot. You can roll the d10 to see how much damage it does. I did four. Okay, it's also not enough to make her take a con roll either, because it's not half her hit points. Okay. But I probably... Uh, jump back when I do it because I had no idea that there was a kickback. Mm -hmm. I've never fired a gun you, before. You, you blow out one of her eyes at an angle. Um, this would be enough to make anyone normally scream, or at least <laughs> in that kind of trauma. She doesn't make a sound. Okay. Well, there's two other guns trained on her, yeah, too. I mean, and my gun just went off. Mm -hmm. I probably would also fire. I'm not sure about Natalia, but it depends on you know the order of things, I guess. Well, with the ready uh, with the ready firearm out, you do have an additional plus fifty on your decks, which means you are definitely going to go before her. Okay, <laughs> I will. I'll do it. Um, okay. Roll it. Okay, just one single roll. Uh, depending okay. on how close you're getting. I figured I was kind of like halfway in between, like from. I mean, the assault rifle, which is what I have out, right? It has a 110-yard uh, range to it. I know that's not necessarily point blank. I'm not sure what point blank constitutes as far as... Point, point blank is being within a fifth of your decks in feet away from her. And given that description, I think you're in point blank. Okay, so within 10 feet. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's rifles. Is that 65? Rifle shotgun. Okay, well, that was an absolute failure. So let's try that again. <laughs> 46. That would be out of 65. Regular success. You can still roll damage. Alrighty. That is an M16. That's a 2d6. Two over. Um, two. Ugh, and a five. So seven. Okay. Seven plus the four she's already taken mm -hmm. is enough to clear her 11 hit points. Hey! Um, there is a say the one bang from Jacoby, and then a da -da -da, just as the assault rifle goes off, and she collapses like a ragdoll with just or a, a puppet, let's say, that's just had the strings cut. I was talking to her. Now we got to get Vahiri. <laughs> for what? I mean, for 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 similar reasons. I'm, I'm actually. We don't just once try and get some information out of these people before we, got, we, we some blow them away. <laughs> we got a bit of information from her, and um, I think Jacoby's right. We should just clean house. We know she was possessed by an entity. We know there was a plan. Yeah, it's not. Every, it's not every day you get to potentially interrogate an other dimensional entity. We could easily see her again. She could just come to us in our sleep tonight. 
we've been told not to converse with her. She might even try to take over someone else. You never know. So we just have to be on the, be aware. At least Miriam didn't suffer. She didn't even know what happened to her, probably. She didn't suffer. Um, better clean up. Same about Vahidi. Um, some of these things, these bits of the the star. Uh-huh. I don't think we should leave this stuff up here. No, no. no. Can we fling it off into the Bosporus? Yeah, you can. You can just pick them up. They're like plates. They're slightly larger than plate size or tire size, made of plastic. You can just pick them up and throw them like a frisbee. Yeah, nobody'll ever know what they are. Yeah, get rid of the evidence, except for the bodies. I guess not a little bit. A little so you're, you're ditching the uh, the pentacle. Uh, the other items that were with it were two black candles, a skull, which if anyone wants to give me a Cthulhu Mythos roll, they can potentially work out what it is. Okay, I'll do that. I'm a biologist. A skull? I know what it is. <laughs> I don't, but I'm definitely interested. I don't uh, ask Cthulhu Mythos. Like that, that's, either, that's either a 20 or a 200. <laughs> either <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm biologist, so I would know what bio, what animal it came from. Well, if it was a if it was a two hundred, that would imply two, and then a zero zero, which would be two. <laughs> but that sounds like a pass on postgates from. No, that's a twenty and a zero. All oh, right, oh. so yeah, <laughs> twenty. And my Cthulhu mythos is only twelve. Ah. I don't know. Should we keep the skull souvenir? Uh-huh. So no one passes? No, I don't. Okay, is it going over the bridge? Does it look like something too unusual? No, you know what, I'll, I'll keep it. Let me let me hold on to this, because I, you know. I mean, I would think Jacoby would want it before anybody, but... Yes, that's right. We'll be filing it and sending it back to section 46. Yeah. Put it in a rucksack. Grab one of the bags that's here. And I was going to put a lot of paper scissors for it, but sure. Put, just put it in Miriam's bag if it fits, and then we'll take her handbag so that evidence isn't left behind. Gotcha. What about the eyes? What are we doing with the eyes? Um, put the eyes back in the box and take it too, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I'll t- yeah, we'll take that. I mean, and and might we, want these things. I mean, I don't know if he's a collector of. Should we dump the bodies over the <laughs> the bridge? Mission quickly descended into free for all. <laughs> Was Wait. that free fall as they're going off the side of the bridge? Free for all. Listen, my, listen. Mission was a success. We've got a problem. Why? Well. We have to toss the bodies over the bridge. The bodies can't be found. If the bodies are found, the police will say these two people were murdered. And we were just at the shop with the kid looking for them. But we're, I mean, once we'll we finger the shop. But here's the thing. It depends on how, how long uh, it's going to take for us to finish up our job here. We have yeah. one more stop to what? We have one more stop, right? No, but 30, okay. I'm, I'm talking about right here, right now. We, 30 seconds to toss these bodies over into the water. I am going back to the car. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of people on the bridge. They might see a falling dead body and think, right. that's weird. They'll think suicide, maybe. They won't. If they come up here onto the top and they see blood and bodies, 
Well, they're going to see blood. Oh. There's already blood up yeah. here. But then the thing here is they're going to have to... Unless we... Sh you know what? <clears throat> what do I mean, does anybody... You have that knife of yours, Eamon, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a Rambo knife. I, yeah. would, I would have expected... Well, why don't we take their heads and... Also, I've left. <laughs> so the bodies tossed into the Bosporus will never be recovered. Are you sure? Right, but if somebody sees the bodies go over, they'll say, oh, somebody jumped off the bridge or whatever, and there's going to be an investigation. They'll still never be recovered. And I the mean, kid can, will think that they, that they just disappeared. He won't know what happened to them. Eamon can basically puncture their lungs and so all the action's out of the body. Uh, so they sink faster and then toss well, they'll, they'll splatter from this height. They hit the water. Yeah, that'll be pizza. The water's like like cement from this. I, I guess while they're still talking about it, Eamon's like, well, we'll just make a decision right now. Yeah. There goes, and there goes Igol. I'm sorry, Igol. I'm so sorry. And Miriam, maybe, maybe you were innocent, but you were taken over by something. So we took the eyes and the skull and any other, but everything else is pretty much getting tossed unless anyone else wants it, right? The, the only other odd thing that was there besides the, uh, the pentacle, which you ditched, is the image of Daloth, the um, little statuette. Grab that too. That's right. Okay. We'll take that. All right. And I'll take the second body off, pack up the guns. Actually, start disassembling the uh, assault rifle a little bit into some pieces so I can easily air. Actually, that's just going to go over. That's going in the water. Take okay. the last part. Gone. Yeah, I'll, I'll, dis I'll disassemble my, my rifle and put it back I'll in stick it. everything back under my, my lab coat and head down. Mm -hmm. And we leave. If the cops hey. are anyway for us. No, they couldn't have got there that quick anyway, even if they wanted. So, um, you meet Postgate down at the car. I've got the car running. Postgate's already left. <laughs> <laughs> and I presume you are driving off? Yeah. Where are you driving to? We're going to see... We could go to the tower to see if Vahidi's there, or we can uh, get Majesh. Remember, the tower has no landward uh, land connection right. to it. It's in the middle of the Bosphorus. Do we have? Do do the the the, the globes take us to the the tower? Yes. There's the big globe there that we didn't move. I, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what we need to do. We need to find some place, the closest place we can get, where we can be private for a few minutes, and then take out the globes that we brought with us, and transfer to the tower. There's plenty of discreet parking places on the Asian side, so that is not a problem. Okay. Could I could I just raise a, a, a small point? Yeah. Um, is it really a good idea for the same people who killed Ekmechi or, or went after Ekmechi? Sorry, it was it was me who killed him. Um, but is it? really a good idea for for what is essentially an assassination team to suddenly enter a building using exactly the same method that they used the last time with exactly the same people. Um, is that not potentially going to put her on edge a little bit? Hmm. Probably wouldn't be expecting it. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Expecting it. As far as she knows, we don't know anything about what's going on, except that she might be able to scry us somehow. Unless we're still cloaked. You are still cloaked. A week has not yet passed. 
Right, but that she she may have had other methods. Ekmechi seemed to have other methods of scrying as well, that he could see us. Well, what I'm saying is that... Um, I, I would favor at least attempting some sort of parlay first. It's possible she has nothing to do with this. Yes, so it's also possible she has a great deal more information than, than she's led us to believe. And this was meant to be an, an information-gathering mission. Well, you're done. But you, you two, Jacoby and Postgate, can just go. I mean, I, I'd hang back if you really want to do that. As long as you, like, you know, agree to come back in, like, five minutes. We just we can't reach you no matter what, right? We'd have to take a ferry over. By that time, it'd be way too late. It's well, I've got I've got my pair of orbs. I can leave one with you, and take the other one with me. Oh, so so if you're not back in five minutes, we can warp to you. No, because it will be stuck there. You'll have got yeah, both. Best if, best if we come out. We will come back to wherever the ball is. So if we're not back in an hour, then you can consider getting on a boat and going over there and finding out what happened. Uh, but keep the ball with you in case we come back out some at some point. Does that make sense? Yes. It depends on how many sets of orbs Henry has. Doesn't he have two sets? Uh -huh. I, I have a, a pair I just, I, I, I'm not so sure O'Sullivan should be the one who stays back. He's our best, one of our best shots. Who's Natalia? I don't know. Um, Natalia has proven herself in the bow. It's not bad either. You know what? Maybe, maybe not worry about that sort of thing. Just leave one of the balls back where we can go to, and let's all go. Because... You mean like maybe on the roof? Or, not the roof, but like back in our hotel? Back in the car. Well, we're a long way from there. If you're going to go, we need do you to wanna, You want to do the car. Okay. Yeah, back to the car. Here's a question. Well, so if we were to put the the orb in the trunk, when we come <laughs> back, will we be ending up in the trunk or close by? How's that work? Uh, you won't, matter cannot coexist in the same space. So you would be as basically as close to it as you can get without merging with other matter. Okay. So yeah, we can stash it in your trunk. Or... So our, our bodies will be outside the trunk and our arms will be inside the trunk. <laughs> More likely, one person might be in the trunk, but then there's no room for anyone else. <laughs> I mean, right. safety in numbers, but I mean, I, I would definitely, you know. There might be another monster that we have to fight, that you have to fight. I'd leave it to Postgate's discretion. I mean, he wanted to do this. I, I like safety numbers, but... But let's not just shoot, Natalia. So, so we, we're not worried about them casting magic like they did last time we went to a tower and controlled Port Eamon over there? Well, they can't he's control, dead. They can't control all of us at the same time. Right, um, but then if they control one of us, then we would be forced to shoot... Well, our, look, this, this is why I favor the non-lethal option. You know what? When it comes down to it, we just have to use the discretion that we have in our heads. If Natalia feels that she has to shoot and kill somebody, 
that's what she has to do. Isn't it what we all have to do? Look, we'll port over there. Let's try not. And then we, I'll have we, one of the other uh, the, the other orbs. If we don't come back, then by all means, jump in and, and start shooting. Okay. But I, I would like to... You guys want a non-lethal... You guys want yeah. a non-lethal uh, method. How much what? time do you think we have? Because perhaps uh, Jacoby and I, if we had a bit of time, we can gather some some chemicals together and create something that will perhaps knock them out. A tranquilizer or maybe some... Uh, Lithium gas or something that will. I think I, that I we are. That. I think yeah. that whatever is going down is going down imminently. Okay, so we don't have time enough time for that. Um, Here's a flat. You got a flashbang grenade. You could always stun with that and then take someone down. Not and, I, and I've got a date with the fish people in about two hours. <laughs> I'm, I propose Kate wants to do it. We go. We can go in all together, non-lethally, or just a couple, and we follow later. Okay, we, we'll, I, I can do things non-lethally. All right. We all go non-lethal, unless it's absolutely crazy. Unless it's necessary. If Henry says yeah. no. Okay. So it sounds like you're in agreement. You're going to all use the orb, one of the sets, to then go to the large orb at the tower. Yeah. And you're all going on mass. Yep. Okay. Now, looking up the time, um, I'll do a bit of description as to what you find there, and then that will leave us with a suitable ending to go into what will pretty certainly be the last uh, the last episode. Then, is it one magic point and one sanity point? Indeed, it is for everyone. All right. Oh boy. I am still taking a handgun, though. I'm just going to be very clear. It's just going to be tucked away. Uh-huh. Handguns, no big guns, maybe? That's <laughs> Right. In which case, then, as all of you grab hold of this thing between your make contact, space stretches like it's elastic, as it has done before. Everything shoots off into the far distance and then snaps back. Um, back to the pre- back to the present locale, and you find yourselves all stood around the alcove with the big crystal ball that was on its plinth, um, with a light inside it slowly fading away. Um, the room around you is pretty much, for the most part, exactly how you left it. Um, the there is certain signs of disarray, but some of the books that were up here, it looks like someone has very frantically gone through some of the books potentially ripping a whole load or grabbing a whole of them off the shelf and it's it's not like the place has been ransacked but someone's done something in a hurry here is, is the creature still in the middle of the room dead uh, the body's still there yeah what's left of it just curious are there any lights on uh, the lights are on yeah the same as the same as they were last time um, you can hear the hum of electricity so the place has its own generator but other than that, you can't hear anything else. Where did you uh, where did you find Vahidi last time? She was downstairs, wasn't she? That's but, it. Um, despite the fact that I know what our mission is, I can't help but go over and look at that dead body. I'm a you biologist. It's like, what the hell is this? Let's go to drive you crazy. 
Yeah, do you want to give me a sand roll, even though it's dead? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I should, shouldn't I? Have, I have never seen it. That's true, yes. No, that's going to dry... Yeah, never mind. I got 40 out of... It's going to make you want to shoot your friends. 48, so I'm okay. Oh, well, that was a zero, the first one, so it's going to be quite good, isn't it? <laughs> Unless it's another one. <laughs> it's an eight. Oh, there you go. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the thing, as previously described, it smells awful, even more so now that there's a, de- a stench of decay and... Oh, it, yeah, it's just vile. I can't, I can't even tell what it is. That's... My God. I've probably already come up with a Latin scientific name for it. <laughs> Even though it's it's just I'm making it up. You might want to take some uh, tissue samples from that. I don't have any of my equipment for that. Well, well there might be something Burn here. It. Purify have the a look, Have a look around and see if you find any jars or anything. That's <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's some uh, tins around where it looks like some uh, coffee's previously been stored in them. All right. Well, I'll I'll get some samples of what I yeah. Can do that because you know that the, these i don't know much about these creatures but i do know that, that some of the books are meant to refer to them as um as being made from some other kind of matter yeah you know i'll take some samples as well mm-hmm. i you mean know, what, both you <laughs> jacoby and i can look over them well from here we have like an upstairs and a downstairs basically to search right that's it you said she was downstairs before Ekmechi came, came from up there. She was had her room downstairs. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to start heading off downstairs. Then. Let's go quickly. Yeah, we didn't fully um, explore the, the entire tower. No. Also, so there could be more, more it, floors and more dangers ahead. So be careful. If you two are taking samples, like Lebo and I, or one of us at least, could follow Postgate for safety and check All it right. out. I, I'll, I'm following as, as quickly as I can. Just... Got it. Yeah, you, you do a quick sample collection and then you start heading down, uh, whereas Postgate's being a bit more cautious, I imagine, heading down. Um, especially as you find that when you get one revolution down the staircase, the spiral staircase, um, the lights are flickering. Um, mostly they are out. And you can hear sparks from downstairs in what was the, or what is rather, the workshop where Vahidi had been working. I'm going to move my uh, telescopic button to my left hand mm-hmm. and and take my gun out. Hey, you get down into the workshop. Um, this is the room that's had the most change happen to it. Uh, one, the lights are out, but there is a light source here that is illuminating everything in a pale blue light. The benches have been pushed to one um, pushed to one side of the room and the other, forming a corridor that goes straight down or straight across the room, and to one of those arches that I described that had been cut into the wall. Mm-hmm. That arch is no longer a wall; it opens into mist, where there is a series of different colour lights hanging in the air. Um, these lights form almost symbols or um, pictograms that are floating at different angles at different heights and this mist just goes off into infinity um, you can see as the gate as the row of tables lead up to it there is what looks to be a letter or envelope 
um, on the on the edge nearest this arch. I'm going to um, flick out my telescopic baton mm -hmm. and uh, at arm's length use it to retrieve the letter. Okay. Um, you can see on the um, on the envelope it just says Henry. Well, um, God, dear, these bloody things. <laughs> right there. Um, I shall uh, put my baton away. And um, I'm still keeping my gun in my hand, but um, somehow mm -hmm. open it and, okay. um, and read the letter. I will send you a message. Now, I, I wonder what she could have to say for herself. What does it say, Henry? It's her. Will you will you go out with me? Circle yes or no. It's, it says uh, to Henry, "Thank you." Now Ekmechi is gone. No one else will die. My conscience is clear. Where I go now, you may not want to follow. However, if you wish enlightenment, follow. The choice is yours. If we meet again, I hope it is on good terms. Thank you, V. And to leave that uh, to leave that scene, that light that I mentioned through the mist slowly, uh, slightly dims, as you can see a figure, maybe seven, eight feet tall, dressed in grey, almost stone-like robes, with its arms crossed in front of it, the hood over its face, so you can't see it, just glides across, if there is even a floor, glides across the floor towards you and just stops in the arch. And we'll leave it there for the night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. Oh, so much for me getting to go through to enlightenment then. <laughs> Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Lucas Glasshauer, Mick Swan, Wayne Worthy and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.